With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. Delighted to have you with me. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Really do appreciate you being here. We got a lot of news we got to talk about. We are continuing to work on this partnership with the Salvation Army. Uh, to raise money. I got to move on to the news of the day. We will come back to it, but if you can help those in need, 100% of your donation will go to fund gift cards for gas and groceries for uh, your fellow Americans who are deeply struggling. I partnered with the Salvation Army One. There aren't a lot of uh, charitable organizations at its level that want to work with a conservative radio show, which is kind of sad that you got a guy who's got a nationwide platform and they're like, we we, we, we get canceled, that they weren't afraid to work with me. Uh, Two, they've got operations that reach every zip code in the country. Three, they're just good people. Uh, And four, you meaningfully can help your neighbors by texting donate to 33777. I I just, I got to read you just one more email before I move on to this polling data out of Fox News. Story on the Red Cross. This is from Mary. My father was in the Army during the Korean War. As most know, the Red Cross was who you contacted to send things to soldiers. My grandmother had knitted my dad a sweater and added a hidden pocket and put it in put it in a $20 bill. She took it to the Red Cross with my dad uh, for them to get it to him. Three months later, she attended a rummage sale uh, put on by the Red Cross. She was looking at the clothing and found the sweater she had knitted, and the money was still in the hidden pocket. Later, my dad was wounded in Korea and while in the hospital was made to pay for cigarettes that had been donated by the tobacco company for the soldiers. Uh, and we moved our donations to the Salvation Army, which has for years now generated great donations to others and helped others. Uh, feel free to shorten and summarize. Uh, I, I just, I'm getting flooded with these wonderful stories. Uh, here's one from Glenda. I love that you set up this program with the Salvation Army to donate those to those who are struggling. It was instilled in me from a young age to donate to the Salvation Army whenever possible. I grew up on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. My hometown was devastated by Hurricane Camille in 1969. I was two years old. The only way my mom could feed me was with milk provided by Salvation Army volunteers. They made such an impression on her and in turn me. Fast forward to 2005, my hometown was destroyed by Katrina. The Salvation Army was there again with supplies, warm meals, and so much more. And for much longer than other organizations, they stayed when others left. The Salvation Army's actions were so much more impactful than other groups. Thanks for getting the word out as to what a great organization they are. They don't get the press they deserve. If you can donate 
Text DONATE to 33777, dollar for dollar. You will be helping someone in need. Now, let's get to the news of the day. Fox News has an incredible poll out of Georgia. Uh, it really is something. According to Fox News, Brian Kemp has now crossed the 60% threshold down in Georgia. This is the next major test. Although I don't think it's fair to say that this is about Trump, and so much of the media wants to make it about Trump. I've been on the phone all day with a lot of organizations before the show actually started, up until about three minutes before we went on air. I was talking to different members of the media and trying to emphasize to them that you can't really say that this is a rebuke of Donald Trump. And I know a lot of members of the media want to make this a rebuke of Donald Trump. The fact of the matter is Brian Kemp is an incumbent governor who is very popular in his own right in Georgia. Yes, President Trump got David Perdue to run a campaign against Brian Kemp. It was foolish because he's going to get a black eye for it, but this has everything to do with Brian Kemp and very little to do with Donald Trump. And in fact, Herschel Walker, according to the same Fox News poll, is at 66%. Now, there's a danger for both candidates here, and it's actually a very, very big danger for both Herschel Walker and Brian Kemp. It's one people typically don't talk about, uh, but it's one that causes the campaigns to sweat bullets. If people assume it's over, they might not go vote. The people who are fired up to go vote for Brian Kim and Herschel Walker may say, oh, look, they're at 60 and 66%. They got into the bag, so they don't go show up, and then they lose despite being that high. It happens, y'all. It happens a lot, way more than you might think, that someone's voters get confident that it's in the bag, and so they don't go vote. I mean, they don't need my vote. They got it in the bag. Everybody else is going to do it. Well, meanwhile, everyone else is having the same conversation. They don't go do it. It's a real problem. I, I have seen it in campaigns for years that this sort of stuff happens. Um, so, and you know, it's like um, Dave McCormick in Pennsylvania. So many polls had him fall to third place when he clearly wasn't in third place. How many of his voters decided to switch to a different candidate on election day? And that hurt him because the polls were wrong. I mean, all these sorts of things happen. A polling can mislead. So don't, don't, take it for granted that it's in the back, although there are signs on the ground that it is. Now, I, I'm interested in this dynamic. It, it's become such a national story, but uh, former Governor Sarah Palin is now running for Congress for reasons no one can seem to fathom. She has decided, maybe she wants a beach trip. She's decided to fly into Savannah, Georgia tomorrow. She's going to endorse David Perdue. They're trying to get a crowd. Now, you should know that David Perdue has not been able to generate crowds. Even the Trump crowd, when Donald Trump came in for his rally, was smaller than a lot of Trump events. It was bigger than a non-presidential event, but it was not like what Donald Trump used to be able to generate. And Perdue apparently footed the bill for it, which has caused him fundraising problems. But uh, Perdue can't generate large crowds. They're hoping Palin can generate a large crowd in Savannah, but there's a problem. About 15 miles down the road from where Sarah Palin and David Perdue are going to be, an hour later, Brian Kemp is going to be unveiling a new electric vehicle battery facility by Hyundai. It'll be the biggest in the country. It's going to be providing thousands of jobs to people in uh, coastal and rural parts of southeast Georgia. And it's going to be massive news. And all of the news cameras are going to be there. 
Purdue and Palin on the coastal media will get a blip maybe below the fold on the front page of a newspaper, the Savannah newspaper, but it's massive, massive news that Hyundai chose Georgia for this electric vehicle battery plant. It's massive news. And Kemp is going to get the credit for it. Uh, Joe Biden will not be there for this. Joe Biden, they announced it. Hyundai announced it when Joe Biden's team was in Korea a couple weeks ago. Uh, but they're they're putting it together and, and making it so with Brian Kemp on the campaign trail. And stuff like that matters greatly. And so that's what I've been trying to tell these reporters who are calling. This isn't a referendum on Donald Trump. The voters who are voting for Brian Kemp, overwhelmingly, they like Donald Trump. Or at least they like his policies, even if they don't like him. But they love Brian Kemp. And David Perdue has bungled this race from the beginning. Now, look, I, 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 full disclosure here, I, I, I got I to gotta say this. Um, I am one of the few who likes David Perdue now. I've got a lot of friends of mine who are like, I wish you'd shut up saying nice things about David Perdue. I, I look... I like David Perdue. I, I like Bonnie Perdue. I think they're good people. I think he should have never done this. I don't know who talked him into it. It was a terrible idea. And he will forever be known as the man who did this foolhardy run for governor and lost. It will overshadow his entire career. He's a good man. He is a very nice, kind soul. I like him. I think the world of his wife, I don't know her well. And every time I have encountered his wife, she has been as nice as she can be. And I know politicians' wives, they don't have to be nice like the candidate does. And she's just an exceptionally fine person. And I know his team. I know people with the super PAC. I, I, I like them all. They're all good people. I don't understand why they went off this cliff. I, I will just... I, I don't understand. What, what is it? Now, a, a friend of mine has said that it's the atmosphere at Mar-a-Lago. When you go down there and Sean Hannity and Donald Trump are telling you, you got it in the bag, go do this, reality hits differently. And maybe that's the case. But it was clear to me from the beginning that this was foolish. Now, in, in all seriousness, let, let me just put this in perspective for you. For those of you who are listening in uh, Ohio or Oklahoma or Florida or North Carolina, wherever, I am the most listened to midday talk radio show host. I'm the most listened to radio show host typically uh, in Atlanta, music and talk. Although ratings are fluctuating right now, but last year for certainly when all this was going on, more people were listening to me at this time of day than anything else on the radio. I don't know a single person who is supporting David Perdue. I, I literally do not know a single, maybe they are and they're not telling me, but I can't find them. And I hear this anecdote everywhere to the point it has become data and it's reflected in the polling. A buddy of mine gets together with about 40 guys every year that they, they do a hunting trip. It's a bunch of people from Georgia, politicos from Georgia and others, business people in Georgia. Uh, and the, he was telling me they were all talking and not a single one of them knew anyone who was supporting David Perdue. There are among the fringe set of people out there, there are always in the fringe set of people, people who will do this. There's this fringy activist in Georgia uh, who, who takes on all these wild causes and claims to be a conservative and really isn't. And, and yeah, that, that person, of course, is voting for David Perdue because the Island of Misfit Toys does stuff like that. But among like mainstream, regular, ordinary, I'm going to go vote, but I'm not super involved. No button. I can't find anybody. 
And among the I'm committed to politics and I love politics and I'm a Republican, I can't find anybody. I just simply don't know people who are voting for him. I know like the Randy Evans, his son Jake is running for Congress. He's become a Purdue supporter, uh, the, the Debbie Dooley activist woman. Um, and, and there are people like that, but like among normal people who aren't wackadoo, like, like fringe political people. I, 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 I don't know. I, I really don't know. I've tried. I've opened the phone lines. People call and explain why. And, and nobody wanted to call. I wasn't going to give them a hard. I was genuinely curious and, and, it's all stop the steal stuff and people have moved on from it. It's been the most bizarre thing. And the same goes true with Herschel Walker. Look, Donald Trump maybe needed to be the one to push Herschel Walker to run, but Herschel Walker is a football hero in the state of Georgia. He's Georgia's favorite son and he's running for the U.S. Senate. He was going to get 66% of the Republican primary regardless of Donald Trump coming in and saying to vote for him. And I've been, look, I've had all the candidates on and I've been nice and I didn't vote for Herschel. I, I I think he's got some fundamental weaknesses. I still think he wins, by the way. I think he's Warnock. I just think he's going to be a harder lift than some of these other candidates. Um, but all the candidates, he's really close. He's really, maybe, maybe he is. Maybe their internal polling is better than, than the public polling. But I mean, all the public polling has him over 60% too. It's, it's striking to me how much wishful thinking has gone into this campaign season nationwide, not just in Georgia. Striking to me how much wishful thinking has gone into the politics of this year um, and how much the media wants to frame everything about Donald Trump. And, you know, this is intentional with the Democrats as well. The Democrats are out there pushing very hard to make this entire election a referendum on Donald Trump, an ultra MAGA man. I don't think that works for them. I really don't think it works for them. The reason I don't think it works for them is because he's not going to be on the ballot. Joe Biden's policies are in referendum. This is about Joe Biden. The same way 2018 was about Trump because he was president, this is about Joe Biden. It's not about Donald Trump, and they're going to try to make it about Donald Trump. I don't think that works for him. I really, I, I genuinely don't think it works. Terry McAuliffe tried it in Virginia. What they found is that it motivated the hardcore of the Democratic Party, the disaffected Democratic base, to turn out for McAuliffe. And I guess that's what they're doing. The problem is there are a lot of Hispanic and black voters in this country who are trending to the GOP, and they're not motivated by fear of Donald Trump because their lives didn't suck when Donald Trump was in the White House. But to try to make Georgia about Donald Trump, I don't think it's going to work. In 2020, Brian Kemp shut the state of Georgia down for a month. He did not do it so much to contain the virus as a lot of people did. He did it because the hospitals in Georgia needed to regroup and re-coordinate and make sure they had a supply chain going for uh, medicine as, as they knew hospitals were going to get overwhelmed with COVID at the time. So they shut the state down for one month, for 30 days, and they worked up supply chains around the state for the hospitals and figure out how we're going to get supplies from this hospital to that hospital, how we're going to get hospitals coordinate with each other, who needs ventilators, who doesn't need ventilators, who's got extra ventilators. And when they had it all coordinated, he gave him 30 days, he reopened the state and, and the president of the United States, Donald Trump, attacked him. All the, the CDC attacked him, the Democrats attacked him, the Atlantic did a uh, article on, on Georgia's experiment in human sacrifice attacking Brian Kemp. And the state did remarkably well. It bounced back economically faster than anyone. 
Georgia opened up while Ron DeSantis still kept Florida shut down. Brian Kemp was the first governor to reopen the state. And at that moment, when Donald Trump attacked him, people realized Brian Kemp's his own man. And his polling became his own polling, no longer a reflection of Donald Trump's. Donald Trump should never have gotten into the race. He never should have gotten David Perdue in the race. David Perdue has no business being in the race. Fact of the matter is, Brian Kemp outpolls Stacey Abrams now in ways he didn't in 2018 because people see him for who he is. An honest, hardworking guy who you may not always agree with, but he's going to do what he thinks is right and tell you what he thinks, and he's not going to BS you. And that goes a long way in American politics these days when everyone is so cynical and thinks they're being lied to. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know, I used to have a great business sense and love to invest and it just got overwhelming and I've been looking to get back into it. And y'all, I have tried the different companies. Y'all know the companies I'm talking about out there. And I settled on SoFi for a lot of reasons. And now I'm actually happy to tell you about them as a podcast advertiser. I'm happy they came on board because I came on board them before this and I really like it. And one of the reasons I like it is because it's gotten so complicated with all the jargon out there. You got meme stocks, altcoin, you got shilling for different stocks. You don't know who you can trust. Uh, with SoFi, you can actually get into investing stocks, ETFs, crypto, retirement planning. You get all the IRA options, whether SEP, traditional, or Roth. You don't get commissions on trading stocks and ETFs. You get no account fees or hidden fees. You can use fractional shares that start as low as $5 to buy brand name stocks. Even if you don't have a couple thousand dollars lying around, you can get started for cheap with SoFi putting your money in and watching it grow over time. Now listen, you get hands-on with active investing. You can let SoFi's number one ranked automated investing tool, their robo-advisor, take the stress out of building and managing a diversified portfolio. They've got it all there. It's easy to use. I've been using it. I love the interface. It's intuitive. If I can do it, you can do it. Cut through the jargon. Make investing easy with SoFi. Go to SoFi.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's SoFi.com slash Eric, S-O-F-I.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. If you are willing and able to help, uh, text the word DONATE to 33777, and I'll send you a link back uh, to the... Donation page we've set up with the Salvation Army to help people struggling right now with gas and groceries. Uh, let's go to the phones. David, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the program, David. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Eric? I'm great. Um, I was just calling. I heard and listened to your uh, earlier comment about the lady. And, and not to uh, disparage you, but one of the things that uh, has been striking me, the spirit of malaise within our country and the lack of grace, period. And it just is just extremely disheartening sometimes to, uh, for how we just at each other's throat and we don't allow for grace. Oh, man, I'm glad you said that because uh, I've, I've been talking about this for a while, how little grace people and social media really highlights it. The number, you know, back after, gosh, 2016 or so, things were getting so bad and, and I didn't back Trump in his first race. And I just thought I got to stop following so many people in politics where everybody's squabbling with each other over stuff and focus, uh, follow more preachers and theologians on Twitter. Now they're just as bad as the others, if not worse. I'm thinking, gosh, I got to go back to following like the raw politics because the preachers on here are so bad. People want to just squabble with each other on the, the smallest stuff. Um, it, it, it's yeah. striking to me uh, how little grace people want to show each other these days. 
Um, I, I totally agree, and, and and I'm guilty too at some point in time. But uh, yeah, I mean, if we didn't have grace, we wouldn't have salvation, right? Amen to that. Look, I gotta let you go there, David. I, I gotta I gotta talk about Omaha Steaks here, but thank you for for that. I very much appreciate it. A good reminder for all of us. Hello, it's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. Tip of the hat to Sherry, who just emailed in saying she's listening uh, to the show, sitting at the grocery store in Eatonton. Uh, There was the Kemp bus tour was there and uh, the governor of Georgia moving around the state. Also, lots of people actually reaching out. I got to, you know, I was so angry with Pam who emailed at the first hour of the show upset that I'm encouraging people to help their neighbor instead of uh, yelling at people in Washington to fix the problems. Unbelievable. Uh, But uh, thanks to Pam, uh, we've raised about $2,000 just off of people responding to Pam saying that uh, we shouldn't be raising money with the Salvation Army to help poor people around the country. My goodness gracious. Uh, Some people are broken. There are a lot of people in this country, one out of every four Americans right now is struggling to feed their family and put gas in their car. That's an extraordinary number of people. And if you can help right now, uh, please consider texting the word donate to 33777. We're working with the Salvation Army. Every dollar you donate is going to go to help someone put gas in their car, buy groceries for their family. There's so many people in need right now. Prices are so high. Now, listen, and that might be some of you. Some of you may be struggling to make ends meet. And I I know pride is an issue. Uh, My my wife is one of those people who could be – fall down the stairs bleeding to death and she was like no no I, I got it I got it don't need to bother anybody <laughs> I'm kind of the same way if I'm honest um and there are a lot of people who just can't say you know what I really I can't feed myself and my kids um the Salvation Army wants to help you they want to be your friend uh, they want to help you I want to help so many of you can help and are stepping up to help you're so generous I can't thank you enough. And right now, I want to uh, talk to Angela. Uh, Angela, I hope I'm not mispronouncing your last name. Rapass with the Salvation Army in Georgia? Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, can you just, from your vantage point, talk about the, the sorts of help uh, that you guys encounter, the needs that y'all are encountering right now? Um, over the last couple of years, but especially these last few months, we've had a lot of people calling in and coming in uh, because they're just not able to provide for their family the way that they would want, the way that they would desire. And uh, so they're needing help with their utility bills. They're needing help with rent. They're facing eviction. They don't have enough money to pay uh, their all of their bills, their water, their utilities. Um, they don't have the money to get gas in their vehicle to go to the grocery store and then struggling to buy the food to put on the table as well. And so we're just seeing people who are hurting all around. And are, I'm guessing, I mean, the, the, the statistics show that you're seeing an increase here, that, that people are really starting to, to struggle now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, of course, during COVID, um, our numbers skyrocketed, and then they balanced out again, but they have not gone back down to pre-pandemic numbers. Um, they, our numbers at our particular location are still almost double what they were before COVID hit. 
Now, if you're just joining me, I'm talking to Major Angela Rapass, the core office, Salvation Army, Atlanta International, um, headquartered in Doraville, I guess, uh, working in the DeKalb County area. Is that right? Yes, sir. Now, I, I want to. I don't mean to put you on the spot on this, but but l- let me talk to you. And, and honestly, I, I'm I'm having this conversation with you, and I didn't with Paul because as as a lady, you're probably more willing to to discuss this than a guy is. Uh, the the number of people out there who just will flat out refuse. And a lot. I'm just going to be honest in my experience, and and the data suggests it's mostly men. And they just they would rather be miserable and starve than ask someone for help. Uh, and and you guys really are there willing to help if people can just overcome the pride issue. That's right. Um, what we have seen is that people have gotten so desperate. Some of those folks who before were not willing to ask for help or have gotten to the point that they have to. They realize they can't do it without some help. But the Salvation Army is here, um, and this is what we exist for. Uh, we are here so that we can help people and love on people in a way that they they need in that moment. And so we are here to help them with whatever their need is. Um, and we just we do want to encourage people. It's okay. Uh, you may feel uncomfortable, but when you come, we're going to treat you with respect. And we understand that all of us are really just one paycheck away from needing help. Yeah, I, well, and you say it that way. All of us really are. Uh, and it, people may have a, a good time today. I have been flooded with emails today from people who uh, are donating today because at one point in their life, some of them when they were kids, some of them just a few years ago, uh, they had hard or on hard times. Their their house was destroyed in storms or or mm. they're, they're, they lost their job and you guys stepped up and helped them. And now they want to give back today. It, it really is remarkable how many people uh, become volunteers with or otherwise fund the Salvation Army who were at one point in need of help from the Salvation Army. Yes, a lot of times people don't understand all that we do, and it's in that moment when they're in that moment of need and they have to turn to the Salvation Army for help that they learn about all that we do. Uh, Many people don't know that we have 7,200 centers of operation across the United States. Um, People in the metro Atlanta Atlanta area may not understand that last year we provided over 114,000 nights of shelter. Um, And so once people come to us and learn about uh, the services that we offer, they in turn want to give back. They want to be a part of helping other people because they now know what it feels like to be at that moment of desperation. And so they want to help us share um, a little bit of hope. Now, let's let's talk about that that help. If someone, they don't have the money necessarily that they can donate right now, but they want to help the Salvation Army, what can they do? We can always use volunteers. Um, we can, uh, they can log on to the Salvation Army Metro Atlanta area website um, for the Metro Atlanta area, but they can also just call their local unit um, to see how they can help. Um, Here in the Metro Atlanta area, we're always needing people to volunteer with our food pantries. Uh, We have uh, several food pantries around the area. We also need people who can volunteer to make phone calls. Right now, we're busy making phone calls, letting people know that we're going to be handing out fans and food next week. And so, um, you know, if they have time, that is a wonderful resource that the Salvation Army can always help with. Another thing they can do is, as they're uh, going to Dollar Tree or whatever, we are always in need of items such as personal hygiene items for our homeless folks, um, as well as the canned food items for our food pantry. 
That's fantastic. I hadn't even thought about that. I'm so glad you said that. Listen, Angela, thank you so much for stopping by. We, we're, we're hitting our goals and we just keep expanding. And I'm so grateful that so many people nationwide are willing to step up and help us. Cause I, I know uh, you guys, now, one last question for you. And I know we've kind of <laughs> talked about this, but someone, let's say we're, we're raising this money. The people need gas, they need groceries. How do they, they get the help from you guys based on what we're doing? So uh, they're going to call the Salvation Army, their local unit, and they're just going to explain their situation to us. And I know that we are in the process of developing an actual distribution plan. But if they need more than just the, the fuel, um, if they need help with food, if they need help with their utilities or the rent, just call the local Salvation Army. And, um, and we'll be glad to direct them to uh, the, wherever they need to go for that. Um, but here in the Doraville location, we are open Monday through Thursday with our food pantry. And uh, we, we answer our phones and we just encourage people, if you are in need, give us a call and let us help you. Well, listen, I, I, I can't thank you enough. We started trying to raise 25000 Uh We hit it, so we raised it to fifty. We've raised 52000 so we'll keep raising wow. the goal so people can keep helping. Angela, I can't thank wow. you guys enough for partnering with me. Uh, as I've said earlier, uh, there aren't a lot of groups in the country. Being a conservative radio show host, a lot of even nonprofits are like, yeah, we don't want to We don't want to do this. And y'all never hesitated um, to, to partner up and nationwide help people. And I'm glad the listeners are responding. Thank you so much. Thank you for your support. We certainly appreciate this. Thank you. Uh, really, folks, oh, boy, I'm going to have a Glenn Beck moment, aren't I, and cry on the radio. <laughs> We're going to raise the – we, we got to raise the goal. Y'all are being so generous. Please keep, please keep helping. Uh, we started we, – we weren't sure what we could pull off, honestly, because there are so many people in need right now. And so we said, let's just – let's do 25000 and before I even got on air, just from in social media and my email, we had already hit it. And so we raised it to um, 50. And I think they're going to boost it up to 100. I think we can do 100,000. I really do. Um, I'm, y'all, I'm really flabbergasted right now. I, I'm, I don't know what to say. Uh, in my gosh. And I know that y'all who are giving aren't exactly doing great right now. Y'all, y'all are struggling too, and yet you're stepping up to help your neighbors. And I, I really, I, I'm speechless. And I got a, I got another hour and fifteen minutes. I, I, I'm, my gosh, y'all, thank you, just thank you. I was so, I, I really was angry um, with some of the responses that I got this morning of why would you partner with them? Why wouldn't I? Have you ever thought that the attack on the Salvation Army was designed to discourage you from helping other people? I mean, they the Salvation Army shares the gospel. But beyond that, they spend all the money on people, not on their overhead. And gosh, they do such a good good job. I, I and you know, by the way, I've gotten two emails from people who said they're they're religious. I'm I'm not religious. I'm not going to help because uh, you should have partnered with someone who wasn't. And you talk about religion too much on your radio show anyway. Um, but they're they're good and they wanted to help. You know, and this is somewhat personal for me too with the Salvation Army. I read you the letter of the lady 
um, whose house was destroyed because of Katrina. Um, my family lives in Louisiana. Our oldest daughter is now, gosh, 16 years old. She was born the night Katrina rolled through. We were over in Georgia, and I had to call my parents the next morning, really. It had made landfall. Wanted to talk to them, tell them Evelyn had been born overnight, and she was doing fine. And asked my dad, what are you doing? He said, well, the power's out. We're doing the only reasonable thing people can do. I said, what's that? He said, eating the ice cream before it melts. <laughs> they, they were without power for, for weeks. And y'all know the um, Walmart, the Southern Baptist Mission Board, and the Salvation Army were the very first groups on the ground there. They beat FEMA. They beat the federal government, they beat the army, they beat the National Guard, the Southern Baptists, Walmart, and the Salvation Army were the first three boots on the ground in South Mississippi and Louisiana when Katrina showed up. I'm not making that up. Uh, it has been documented now repeatedly in the press over the years as people have reflected on Katrina. Katrina. Those three groups were there. And the last to leave was the Salvation Army. They stayed on the ground well after everybody else had gone home. Uh, and it just, they're a remarkable group. The South, and you know, listen, the Southern Baptist mission board too. I, I gotta, I gotta praise them. The North American mission board, phenomenal, phenomenal people. They're usually the first on the ground and the Salvation Army right behind them. Um, and just their, the Salvation Army's footprint is in every zip code in the country. And I wanted to partner with them. And I was worried about partnering with a group. Just, I mean, I know my, I'm self-aware enough. I, I, I was actually invited to a concert series in a couple of months and was told I could, one of my favorite bands is going to be on stage. And I was told that they would like to give me the honor of introducing the band. The group organizing the concert wants me to introduce my, one of my favorite bands. And I'm self-aware enough to know, I said, no, it would be unfair to them. Uh, given cancel culture today, given the way people are, it would be um, bad for them if I introduced them. It would reflect poorly on them if I was the guy who introduced them. It wouldn't be their fault, and I don't think that's fair to them. And they understood and reached out to, to the lead singer of the group, and, and he was very appreciative um, th that I had enough self-awareness. And, and I'm mindful of this stuff. Uh, my kid got yelled at by a teacher in her class the other day because of me because the teacher disagrees with some of my political views and went after my kid in class. I'm, I'm mindful of these things. Um, and it, it's, it's very hard to, I've tried in the past to reach out to a nonprofit that would be willing to work with a conservative radio show host nationwide to raise money for a good cause. The Salvation Army did not hesitate, said yes. Not only that, said let's do it nationwide, not just in Georgia. And so please, if you're willing, if you're able, if you can, text the word DONATE to 33777. We've met the goal. We're going to increase because we're, we're, we're just continuing to, to see people give and every penny you give is going to go to someone who can't fill up their car to even get to work, let alone buy groceries. Text DONATE to 33777. And for those of you who are worried about your retirement, and trying to trying to stabilize your retirement, uh, reach out to my friends at Gold Co. and see if they can help you. We are having forty year high inflation. If you got fifty thousand dollars or more in your retirement plan, if you're worried about its stability, uh, precious metals might be able to add some stability. I, it depends on your individual circumstance, but reach out to Gold Co. eight five five 
904-5933. They're going to send you a free wealth protection kit to learn how to use gold and silver to protect and grow your money. Uh, A lot of retirees have gotten uh, $10,000 or more in free silver for doing it. Uh, See if you qualify. Talk to them about it. Uh, The reason I chose GoldCo as a company I wanted to partner with is because a lot of the, I didn't even realize this, a lot of the companies out there that specialize in precious metals, they're not actually selling you precious metals. They're selling you certificates that claim you own it as opposed to actually sending you the gold and silver. Uh, and I I wanted to work with a company that had a good reputation for actually selling gold and silver, not just certificates claiming you own it. Gold Co. is one of those companies that, that does a great job. They've been helping thousands of Americans. Text the word ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. I'll send you the toll-free number. Text ERIC to 33777. See if they're a good fit for you. See if you can partner with them. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, if you are in charge of the finances of your business and your business wants to grow, uh, reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com. Tell them I sent you. See if they can help you. We're talking big deals, $750,000 or more. They want to help you grow, firstlibertyga.com. Uh, Kevin Brady has been on this program before. He's the ranking Republican on the Ways and Means Committee. He's retiring after this year. Listen to this audio from him. Look, I think there is concern. So the average in inflation last three months is 9.9%. And that tracks the wholesale prices that have been double digit now for five straight months. So I think anyone who thinks inflation has peaked or is going to go away on its own, I, I think that's a that's a uh, uh, a dream that won't happen. He's right. Uh, and now even Janet Yellen is starting to weigh in on the stagflation issue. Here's the Secretary of Treasury. Well, uh, certainly the economic outlook globally is challenging um, and uncertain. And higher food and energy prices are having stagflationary effects, namely depressing output and raising inflation all around the world. By the way, that that uh, that was the audio quality of her call. You would think the Secretary of Treasury would have a more stable video line for a conference. It was not your local radio station, I assure you. Um, they're admitting to all of the economic troubles we're having, but the Biden administration can't admit that they caused it. Can't admit they caused it, uh, which is unfortunate because if they're they're doomed to keep repeating it if they can't recognize what they did to get into it, and they still want to spend even more. They're trying to convince uh, Joe Manchin of West Virginia to do another big spending package. Manchin thus far is saying no, thank goodness. Um, that guy's been vital to, to holding the line in Washington right now. He'll disappoint us. He will. He's a Democrat. He will disappoint us. But right now, he's, he's doing the Lord's work for us. Uh, when we come back, we got to shift gears. Uh, the Democrats, they are in such a bubble right now that some of their extremist positions at an abortion hearing yesterday, you need to hear the audio. But before we even do that, it is the end of the school year, and we got to talk about that. Yes, there's actually something to say about coming to the end of this particular school year.